Hi again, I'm Kerry with Best of Us Investors. This is a continuation uh, of my interview with Snowbull uh, Capital in Boston. We flew up there uh, Tuesday morning, and I, I did three videos. Again, I want to apologize for the first one where it was on autofocus, and so the whole video is out of focus. But I really believe the the quality of the information that was transferred is is excellent, and I wanted you to see it. We brought Bridget into the mix here. Bridget is their analyst, and she does a lot of work in a field that I'm very interested in, and that is healthcare and genome sequencing and who's going to play a part on it. And and she's going to give you some names. And again, recognize they're they're a a, a hedge fund, and they have employees that have net worths of well over a million dollars. So the information is not really it's 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 not really financial advice. They don't want to share everything that they charge people for, but you're going to pick up some names. So have a pencil and paper, and you're going to learn a lot, and it's going to open your eyes to some possibilities of what's going to happen in the medical field in the future. Understand also they are very strong on China. Um, and you're going to learn a lot about what's happening relative to healthcare in China. I hope you enjoy this. Uh, I certainly did. And then after this, I'm going to have another video where uh, Taylor and I talk about some, how how they function as a hedge fund. And as he put it to me, how we distinguish the 5X companies from the 50X companies, because that's what our clients want. So watch this on healthcare. I think you're going to find this very informative. Best of Us Investors presents Carrie Griegmeier. Okay, we're still in Boston. We've added... Uh, Another face to our 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 frame, Bridget McCartney. McCarthy. McCarthy. Yes. Okay. And uh, Taylor's still with us. Um, as you are, most of my viewers know, I have a, a real passion around uh, finding cure for disease. I think it has something to do with my age. Um, and my, I, I, in fact, I've tried to get an interview with. Um, Ruth Robert Sinclair, the author of Lifespan, who's here in Boston as well at Harvard. And he basically proposes, and this is what lit me up to this space, that if we can eliminate the diseases that kill us, we can live forever, forever, uh, at least till 150 years of age. I kind of like that. If, in fact, I stay healthy, I take a, he also told me about a, a supplement called MNM. NMN, and uh, it has changed my 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 level of um, of interest in things, and and it's probably why I'm able to still do an, a a video a day. Bridget is your the analyst. Yep, I'm a market research analyst. Market research analyst, and how old are you, Bridget? Twenty three. Twenty three. <laughs> you know what I was doing when I was twenty three. Pushing bleach around in grocery stores. You're doing that a while. <laughs> <laughs> I did it, yes, for about four, five years. And then I went to Polaroid. And someday I'll tell you about that. That I had I had dinner with uh, Dr. Land. Uh, wow. And, and, and it was right here. It was in Cambridge, Massachusetts. 
Um, yeah, that was the first time I came to Boston. I'm interested in genome sequencing. I'm interested in CRISPR. I, I believe that the most important event that has happened in my 76 years happened uh, 15 months ago in March of 2020. I put it right there with World War II that, but World War II, I think those of us who study a little bit of history, it didn't really involve the whole world. There were a lot of people who just, well, that's going, it's kind of like Vietnam. It, it, it was a major event and we saw it on TV, but they didn't see World War II on TV. They went around their natural lives, but the coronavirus has affected everybody. And as a result of that, and, and this is another area I want to talk to you about, is we have just educated the terrorists of the world as to how to initiate biological warfare. And if you're ignorant enough to think they weren't paying attention and that the next terrorist attack will not be a plane into a building, it will be another virus, it becomes so important that we advance so rapidly in this area. So give me your take on it. So a lot of what we focus on is shifting healthcare to personalized medicine. So like you said, finding the disease and removing it. But before you get into really preventing, med presenting diseases, preventive medicine, you have to focus on personalized medicine. So that's taking your specific genome and not necessarily removing the disease quite yet, but knowing what you're susceptible to, knowing your day-to-day -day habits, how much you exercise, what you eat, using all the wearable devices you can get, and have it go into an ecosystem where now you are your own profile, your own health profile. And your doctor can know specifically what works and what doesn't for you. And then once we accomplish that, we can move into preventive medicine, where before you're even showing symptoms, showing signs of anything, we can remove that even as early as birth or before birth. And companies that you focus on in that area, um, Illumina and Pacific Biotech are my two, two of my biggest holdings in this area, and then CRISPR, um, and then uh, Jennifer Dowd's uh, edits, um, and and then, yeah, that's another local one. I, I should have gotten Yeah, we're lucky. Yeah, we're, we, we could have done this interview in Cambridge. <laughs> <laughs> so what, what, what companies would you like to share with me that you think, and, and I know from what you just said, what you described to me was the Apple Watch. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Uh, oh, okay. <laughs> I, I do the Fitbit. Okay, uh, yeah. Okay. I had a Fitbit first. Okay. Um, in fact, I set my Fitbit to wake me up at 4.30 this morning and it didn't work. And guess why? why? I had set it at PM. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it still take, it isn't all artificial intelligence. Not yet. Some human intelligence has to come into the equation. Exactly. Okay. For now. So for, for, for now, that'll go away. <laughs> Carrie, you made a mistake. You wanted to get up in the morning. <laughs> okay, so give me your take on all this. So we do focus on the CRISPRs, the Illuminas, the Editas, but we also focus, as I said, on the more companies that are focusing more on personalized medicine. So just this week we had 23andMe go public. That's really exciting. That's really the, the first FDA-approved genome sequence that you can order to your house and they right. get the results online. And it may have seemed gimmicky at first, but once you understand the implications of that much data on someone's personal genome and what you can do with that, 
it's just completely game changing. So that's a big one, especially recently. We also love Teladoc. Yeah. Um, another one people I think just assume it's video conferencing a doctor, but they're really doing so much more. They're trying to create an ecosystem where you have mental health care, dermatology, just primary care, all in one platform. And same thing, it's a data play. They're going to have data on all of us. You don't think you don't think Apple will buy Teladoc, Apple or no. Google? I have on my desk Teladoc's market cap, Apple's market cap, and I'm like, why aren't these just? Yeah, that's you know? that's just a natural. And I think Teladoc's still young, and I think they still want to make their print as their own company. Yeah. But I mean, yeah, if I, I'm sure Apple is looking at it all the time. Or Google. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But I think they also are doing it themselves. You know, I think Apple, as okay. we saw in Wall Street Journal the other week, yeah. Apple did try to open a few clinics for employees. I think Apple could easily launch an online consultation service. When I read that article, you know what I, I believe, and they were saying they were having difficulty getting the employees to yeah. participate. They got your 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 outlook on healthcare changes right. when you turn sixty, mm -hmm. and and. If, if I was again sharing that article with Nita, and, and I said, uh, and she 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 was having gastro problems, um, and she says, if somebody could tell me what was going on in my stomach and what they could do, and I could go to a clinic, I don't care who knows about it. Right. Uh, sharing my data isn't isn't an issue, but that's the big hurdle. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. That that, that I don't want people to know that uh, I have this condition. The other issue on that is if they know it, can you buy insurance? We talk I mean, about may, that I challenge, a lot. may I challenge you on this one? <laughs> uh, I, I think that if you think about the entire ecosystem of healthcare, the future, the real future of healthcare, because it's a massive industry. Yeah. And and I would not it's a broken industry. Yeah. Yes. Well here's some I mean right with COVID nineteen, we can this just opened the world's eyes to how unprepared and, and how little we know about this space. It also directed people towards more openness with data privacy. Uh, and also, uh, it really accelerated by a factor of, what do we say, four to five years in the highest cases uh, of, of the adoption of telemedicine. Mm -hmm. Because no one likes to go to a doctor, mm -hmm. right? Sometimes you definitely do need to still go to a doctor, but for a large number of cases, you don't need to. So if, if you want to talk about what is going to be the, the future ecosystem, would you rather have all these different companies, a little tiny company like Teladoc, and then, then you go all over to the CVS app to get your prescription, and then that takes you, then your doctor, your, your dentist needs your x-rays, and that's on a different app. Would you rather have all that, or would you rather have it all connected? And what's the quote from Tim Cook of Apple on yeah, your desk? Yeah, the first time he said it was in 2019, and he said, I think when people look back on Apple, they will think the greatest contribution we ever made was in healthcare. Oh, yeah. And that, so that alone, that, that's how Apple could still be the most uh, powerful wow. company, really, in terms wow. of a data play, but also the largest company in the world. And, and continue that. Because if you look at market caps historically of companies, they don't stay the biggest, right? No. They fade. And if Apple wants to really maintain the, the highest or even among the top three, then moving into healthcare is a really good idea for them. And that's what they're doing. I think it's better than them going into autonomous vehicles and electric vehicles, which they may still, just think about the total addressable market there, right? It's oh, much, obviously, yeah. that's something that affects and impacts everyone. It's mm -hmm. also something that again is very broken. And it's something that has not been solved. Right now, if instead of us picking up from the airport just a, a few hours ago, uh, 
Right, right. We took a car that was driven by a human, and then we got here. That's the task. Mm -hmm. But also, maybe in a few years, we can have no one in that car and picks you up and then takes you here. Mm -hmm. But it completes the same task, yeah. right? Maybe a bit more efficiency. It's definitely a bit safer. Uh, but that is a task that humans have already accomplished. Most of healthcare, the future of healthcare, is not accomplished. And we don't even know much about it. And so that's why data is so important. And so if you think about what is Apple so obsessed with right now, it's privacy. Mm -hmm. You look around the billboards around the city. I don't know about in, in I seen Alabama, but, uh, but it's, it's all about data privacy. Every commercial you see. And they're okay, paying so a lot for this. If they, if they want all my medical data, that's just the opposite of what you're talking about. Uh, so if they know that my mother died of cancer, my father died of cancer, that my daughter died of cancer, I'm going to have a hell of a time getting an insurance policy. So that's where governments step in. Uh, and, and I mean, if you want to talk about a more efficient system, then maybe, unfortunately, that is something that, I mean, is it fair that your insurance company does? Uh, we do not like to talk about insurance. We will never own any insurance company. Uh, it's just... I mean, there actually is one insurance company in China, Ping On Insurance, that uses artificial intelligence in an incredible way. But other than that, um, okay. you know, insurance <laughs> insurance is, is definitely a dying uh, field. So and you're saying insurance is going to go away and it's going to be a government function. That government will have more. more we, or not, I don't like to use the word. It, it's more of a community function. Uh, they want to live the way the Mormons live. Uh, <laughs> okay. That collectively will take care of each other. Maybe. I, 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 I'm not sure. I don't think anyone knows how the okay. future of insurance, but I think it's scaring the living crap out of insurance industry. Yeah. Uh, and, huh. and so, but, but if you just go into the data part of this, if Apple, I mean, let's just say for insurance purposes, Apple doesn't offer an insurance uh, alarm and, and then they don't share that data with the insurance companies, then your insurance is going to look the exact same as it does right now. Okay. But if you want to maybe open your insurance up, it's just like driving. If you want to install a device in your car, okay, then they can see how how good of a driver you are. You will have you get the lower insurance, right? Right. So so that's it will be an opt in type of thing. But in terms of the data, if you imagine in just a few years, I mean maybe eight to twelve years, uh, your Apple Watch syncs with it tells your doctor already oh, you can yeah. do this. Yeah, just with the iOS fifteen update that they announced a couple weeks ago, a, a big groundbreaking thing is that. Now all of your information from your Apple wearable devices can automatically go to your provider into your electronic health record. But Apple doesn't yet own the electronic health record. Actually, one company has like 45% market share. It's called Epic. But Apple doesn't own the electronic health care. They can't see that data yet, uh -huh. which is why, I mean, but just to start even sending and encrypting that data to the provider, like Apple is becoming that central interface between a patient and a doctor. And if they're already doing that, they have enough confidence in their ability to protect our data. Okay, let's throw Amazon into the equation. They're 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 jumping on their what is the it called the, their healthcare. Yeah, Amazon Care. I think. Amazon yeah. Care. And that where where do you how do you take that? So Amazon You can talk about CVS. Okay. Well yeah. Amazon did try to start their own Teladoc. Yeah. And it was supposed to be called Haven. And I think that was actually a Berkshire Hathaway partnership. Mm -hmm. Okay. And, yeah, it, and yeah. it, was, it was a flop, and I think a lot of people gave them a hard time, but they just went a different way. So now their approach is to have Amazon Pharmacy. Mm -hmm. So instead of doing consultations, which they are doing with their employees, right? 
they're instead taking on the, the drug side of it. So they want you to order your prescriptions through them. My wife of, does her eye drops through Amazon, yeah. and they come whether she orders them or not. Right, and that's their big play is in chronic conditions because if okay. I if I need a medication tonight, Amazon can't necessarily get it to right. me yet. I'm sure they're working on that. Instead, it's like the eye drops. They're, it's a recurring subscription. Mm -hmm. So chronic care patients, they don't want to think about what medication they need every two months. Amazon will just bring it to your door, and that's that's valuable data too. Is this medication working for that person? How often do they need it? Do they have to change medications? Mm -hmm. That's the missing, sorry to interrupt, but that's the missing data link that no one has ever had. Mm -hmm. No doctor has had that. No, say that again. What is that? The efficacy of drugs on diseases. Okay, okay. So, so there's no follow-up. There's no follow-up. I, I, I give you this right. eye we drop, but nobody ever asked, does right. it work? So, and then the data is less valuable because you don't even know if what you gave that person actually helped. And then you add the genome to it. If you can find out if that medication worked for that disease in that specific person, I mean, that's the whole ecosystem. That's the complete picture. I did a, I did a video, um, and it was on the smart toilet. And I actually, for the thumbnail, I sat on the toilet <laughs> and then took the picture, and my uh, and and I put it out, and my phone started ringing off the hook from my son and his business partner, who are financial advisors, and said, "We're getting all kinds of calls from our clients. What the hell's wrong with you? Why would you put something up?" And I said, "Because it really got a lot of views." But I took it down. And, <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> oh yeah, the, well, when your son beats start beating on you, you, you but. That that's how I see my my life being. That I will go in and I will poop, and five G will analyze my poop, throw it into the cloud, it'll analyze my pee. I'll go over, I'll prick my finger, it'll go into the cloud, and and I will get a message on my phone. Carrie, you can leave the house, or go lay in bed. The ambulance is on the way. I believe that's the future of healthcare because again. What's happening in my body is happening in millions of other people's body. And if I have what happened in those millions of other people as data that I can resource and say, this is what's going to happen. It's, there's there's a, a story about the Apple Watch, a 20-year-old no, a boy who was notified that his heart rate had spiked to 170. What happens in Marion, Massachusetts. Okay. And, and he was alerted. Mm -hmm. Saved his life. Saved his life. That was that was like two years into Apple even selling that watch. Right. Now the watches, they're, they're so much more advanced. And now a thing with this new update, too, is that you can share your health data with your family members. So if you have an Apple watch and they detect that you fell, it'll, talk, it'll tell me. It'll call me. And right. you can have it alert your doctor, too. So but, but the, it is life-saving. Your the what you were just explaining, it sounds very futuristic and to some people maybe dystopian, but what if I told you that actually exists? I know Harvard's working on it and Stanford's working on it. That's nothing. Yeah. Not often I say that about Harvard. Uh, but <laughs> but but in China there are two companies and and these are even you know, two companies that unfortunately Americans can't own, but it's Alibaba Health and JD Health. And they they both just went public within the last 12 months. And uh, they, they're they from Alibaba, you know, .com and JD.com. Mm -hmm. It's their, those are the parent companies. They had to spin this off because the government was saying you're getting too big, just similar to what's happening with Amazon and Apple right now right. in the United States. And, and these are companies, they, they both are quite similar. Bridget will 
kill me for saying that because they are very different. But roughly, what happens right now is in China, they their health system is not very good, especially when it comes to scheduling. And and so through one app, uh, you can schedule a, a visit with a doctor. And if they think that maybe, and they already have all of your data, all of your information, your history, if you want your genome sequence and everything. And then they say, all right, you need to either, you can do this through telehealth, uh, through a virtual call, virtual visit, mm -hmm. or you actually need to go in and see a doctor. Either way, right, you, you are seen by a doctor, you're scheduled, and so you're not waiting in these lines that wrap around the block like you may have seen mm -hmm. on TV and everything in China. You, you go in at a scheduled time, and then the doctor meets with you. They see all of your records, your family health, everything. And then they prescribe you based on big data. This is what people talk about with big data. We actually prefer to call it deep data. There's okay. a difference between big data and deep data. Uh, deep data is just another level. Big data is just simply having a massive data set. Uh, but, but deep, truly deep data means it's not just big data set, but how it's the efficacy of other drugs in people with similar yeah. uh, you know, conditions. How do you make as, sense of all of that? Data? Right. And so then they prescribe you the statistically. And by the way, they're using AI to analyze yeah, their data. Real yeah. AI, not oh, like right. some of the AI that maybe people tout here mm -hmm. in the United States, but real, real AI. To really diagnose you and then to choose that first prescription. In fact, actually, people would prefer, and this is not popular, especially among some of our American investors, but. Uh, People actually in China prefer to not be seen by a physical human doctor. They, yeah, they prefer to have the big data set. And, and a lot of times, the, if you think about when you go to the doctor, how much is the nurse doing just plugging in your symptoms? Yeah. And then the doctor comes in. In the United States, the average, I think, is yeah. one minute, 36 seconds that the doctor is actually visiting with you. Right. That's, that's inefficient. And that really shouldn't happen. Right. So, so if the doctor can, if a nurse can just do that, and then they can prescribe you medication, then through the same app, we're still talking, then you can have that medication delivered to your front door, depending on which class it is. And then, this is the best part, the full circle. You have a follow-up call, and these are all virtual, unless you really have a mm -hmm. task or something. Mm -hmm. uh, and you go in and you talk to the doctor, and you tell them how effective it has been. Now, if you have an Apple Watch, they can see your heart rate. They can see your sleep. They can, if you have a smart water bottle, this is real IoT, Internet sure. of Things, right? Yeah, smart refrigerator, smart scales. Yeah, these are things you can buy. And so all of this is connected, and and it all pairs beautifully into these apps, and and then they can actually see that, that that's the magic thing, the drug efficacy. How effective was it in you specifically mm -hmm. with your family history? And that's the the most incredible data set that really has ever existed, I'd say. And that's why when you talk about removing the disease before it even happens, that's where that comes into play. If you can tell someone's genome and how it reacts with the drug, you can implement that before they even have the disease in the first place. Right. Okay. How far off is this? So that's happening right now in China. You can do that. Well, not the removing the disease part. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, sorry. That, yeah, that, that whole ecosystem no, but, but Again, how do you get to that last step without this step in between? You yeah. need the efficacy data. And there's no other way to get it, unless you're just going to rely on a bunch of people self. A lot of people don't even know how effective the drug was for them. You may oh, have, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. it, it may have only helped you half as much as a, another medicine that you could have taken. So, and that's also with the United States. I do not see the United States winning in that because we have all these regulations. And sometimes, so are we going to have to get on a plane to go to China to? Well, similar to how a lot of people fly to the United States or elsewhere for yeah, but that, travel. That, that, but that's health for the wealthy. 
Yeah, yeah. We're talking health for the masses. Yeah. For yeah, but what you're telling me is billion, right? next three to five years, I got to go to China. So that's health for the wealth. Well, they might do it first, but I, I do think once we get over the hurdle of that data privacy, data integrity, and being willing to share it. And that comes from a population, right? Yeah. A culture. Okay. We, we the Chinese, they love sharing their data. The, uh, they, yeah, really? they, they really love it. I mean, they, they like brag about it. There's, there's this app that, uh, in, in China that for, uh, it's a big lunch scene in China, especially among offices. And so everyone, they try to find the next, the next, uh, best app or sorry, through their app, they try to find the next best restaurant to get okay. food delivered. And it builds a profile. Every single person has a different profile of, oh, because then you go back and you say, I didn't like this or I did like this. And they, they like, they try to give it way too much information. They start saying how they sleep. They start getting, I mean, so who and knows? Maybe a food delivery app will, yeah, that's just for lunch. So, I mean, they're, they're giving data like crazy. So, and whereas here, even most people, most everyone I know, they do not want anyone having their data. No. Now, here's the thing. Would you rather trust, if you're going to have to eventually trust someone with that kind of sensitive data, would you rather trust the U.S. government that is frequently hacked? Yeah. <laughs> would you rather trust maybe some of these smaller companies that you may have never heard of? Or, for me, I would actually rather trust Apple. Apple already has all of my data. Do you know one person whose Apple iPhone was hacked? I mean, not unless they no. stupidly give their password out or something, right? right. right? It doesn't happen. Right. So that's something that... I think Apple will be a winner in this space. I really do. Okay, so maybe they don't pass BYD, or they BYD. <laughs> I mean, it depends what you were talking about. Yeah. Uh, wow. Yeah. I, 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 again, this just comes back to we are. This world is changing so fast, and, and I remember my first walk up the tail end of a DC three airplane, oh. and how I was scared death that this thing was really going to fly and look where we are now and look 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 how how fast it's coming and i come back to i believe the most important event in my life happened last march uh, of 2020 and that will change the world i also believe one of the most important events that happened in my life happened last month and that was the close down of the the colonial pipeline and, and the hacking of our food producer. Because again, I think, and this is another video I want to talk to you about, is I think we're entering World War III. So let's leave it at that. <laughs> if you'd like more videos like this, go to bestofusinvestors.com and give me your email address and your... Uh, uh, your name, and I'll send you a, a, um, a invitation to our Discord. And then give me a thumbs up and subscribe, because we got one more video up our sleeve. Maybe a few. <laughs> <laughs> All right.